0: This this, 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 Fight disciples.
1: Look who it is, the man, man. How are you? You well? Yep, I'm very well. Um, spoken to many fighters over the years that have uh, decided to call it a day. Some have said it was a hard decision. Some said that it was an easy decision. What's your uh, contemplations on that?
0: Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's an easy decision for me right now, to be honest. Uh, you know, I've been, I've had I've had that 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 roller coaster ride of a career that has you know, been, been described, and I totally uh, agree with that. I um, I've been uh, you know, I've I've experienced everything I feel there is to experience in boxing, and um, you know it took took me a few a few a few attempts obviously to win my world title, but once I'd won that, um, I felt like my my days were probably numbered in the sport, and I was going to hang in there until it. You know, to, it no longer felt necessary. Um, obviously, straight after that, I went in the World Boxing Super Series, which was a tournament. I said, that's is free fights. Uh, it's good money. You am I to win this, and then I'm going to walk away on uh, on top." Uh, and I said, "It could be it could be better." Um, I didn't win it. I got to the final, but even now, you know, I still feel like I'm walking away on top. You know, I'm mm. walking away at the highest level. You know, and that, you know, unfortunately for me, means uh, not coming off the back of a win, not being world champion, but. Um, you know I'm happy And I thought That that, that You know I like the idea Of retiring at 30 Although I, I do plan To get a, a new job <laughs> But I do I do like the idea Of walking away From boxing at 30 People saying Really? Oh, now? But there's still More fights out there For you I thought, Yeah I want to walk away When there's still Something left at the table You know Because mm. I don't do that In real life You know I eat until, until It's completely empty So uh, No I, You know I, I've come to that point In my life Where uh, You know I want to spend my better years, you know, have more 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 flexible times with my family, and mm-hmm. and more than anything, I want to find a new challenge. You know, some, some, something that's gonna, you know, really uh, interest me. I sort of dedicated my life to boxing, you know, f- from the get go, and it it is all consuming. So uh, you know, I'd rather now try and find something else to to pursue.
1: Let's talk about the get go then, shall we, mate? When you uh, when you started off as a kid, yeah, uh, and uh, getting involved in the amateur game. Um, obviously, becoming a double ABA champion at that time, it must have—I don't want to say it felt easy to you that game, but everything was going your way. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it's funny because
0: uh, it was going my way, but I was uh, so I won—I won four schoolboy titles. So I was unbeaten. You know what I mean, like, which is sort of unheard of as an amateur. Mm-hmm. I sort of started boxing for. Cadet England or I think it was called at the time, which is like under under 17s you sort of you start touring the world and that's when I started getting beat and I was like, What the was going on? Like obviously you're fighting elite level fighters, you know, who yeah, you're sixteen but they look about twenty six, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're fighting a Kazakhstani yeah, yeah, in Morocco. Full chester there. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you didn't even if you beat him you didn't always get the decision because, uh, you know, uh, I want to check his birth certificate. How yeah. old is that guy? <laughs> so, uh, but you know, stuck with it. And I, I, the dream was to go to the Olympics. I wanted to go to Beijing Olympics? My old mate James got picked. Uh, just on that,
1: because you seem to use the disappointment there. I mean, I might be speaking out to Tony, but you seem to use that dis- disappointment to drive you in your professional career. Would you? Would you go along with well, that?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, I talk about uh, at that stage, it's like keep going. You know, keep going. It's not always. You know, I exp- I experienced. Uh, Something that might not come along for for a fighter until wait into their pro career that a you know, bit of disappointment that things ain't going to work out the way you thought it was going to you know you thought it. I I had two options I could wait around for 2012 which everyone was encouraging me to do um, and hope to repeat his feat of winning the gold medal or you know, I could get stuck into a pro and, and, and realize what the ultimate dream was you know as as a, as a seven year old when I first mm. wanted to be a fighter was to win a world title as a professional so. You know, I went pro, and, uh, and 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 away we go. Uh, away we went. You know. Mm. So, uh, but you know, my as a, just to go back to my amateur days, my amateur club, Dale Youth, my old coaches, Mick Delaney, Peter Carson, who trained me, and James DeGale for for the best part of our amateur amateur careers. Uh, you know, fantastic memories, and they instilled that that winning mentality in me that sort of got me through everything, right the way through to where I am today. So, uh, you know, I owe them. An awful lot, and uh, fantastic club still going. Still mm. right. The DIY SOS just gym <laughs> so they've got to stay there." At You're to be, a, you've
1: got to be a patron now, haven't you? That's what got
0: well, yeah, you know, I, I hope so. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll pop in there from when, whenever I can, time to time, Let's try and spot some new prospects. You know, young fighters. See, see, so you see these guys coming through. I knew it was time to hang up, man. These kids, are, these kids are hungry. They're looking at me. They want to eat me up. And they're only fourteen. <laughs> no, it's not for me
1: no more. Was it was was it difficult to watch Beijing have it, going through that disappointment? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what was difficult was that James DeGal wasn't even ranked in the top 10 in the world. And I think, you f- know, five fights out there, at least three of them had already, had already beaten him. And he won gold. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that you should have picked me line is not going to work so well now. Yeah. He's won gold. But, you know, obviously, at the time, he was just disappointed, and a bit gutted. But, like, you know, just because I'd beat him. I didn't for one second Thought that I would Go out there And do the same I'm pretty sure He didn't really think He was going to do it Even though At the time You, you know you, you believe You're going yeah, yeah. to win Every fight But fair play to him It's sort of a, You know f- uh, Catastrophic um, Catapulted his uh, You know His profile um, He was the hottest Prospect turning pro And obviously that, that led to such An intense rivalry Between me and him And build up for our Fight as as a pro Which was Way back when for a British title, but it was it was a, it was a massive fight, and it was sold out at the O2 Arena, and it 2011, was man. Eleven, yeah. It, <laughs> paid, it headlined the pay per view show on Sky when I know nothing, nothing. I don't think I don't think there's been a British title fight to, that has done that since, unless Anthony Joshua did it. But um, yeah, it was it was a big night, big big, big win for me.
1: <laughs> and well, talk about that moment because like I've just said there, the disappointment in Beijing, James goes, you start your pro career. And then this rivalry, I mean, you've been blessed to be involved in two really good rivalries, of British boxing of the modern era anyway, and that one being the first. And then for you to get the victory that night, which you'd already done anyway in the amateurs, but to do it in the pro game, that, yeah. must, that must have been some feeling.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I was real tough. Like, no one thought I stood a chance, you know. Um, I think Boxing Monthly you know, magazine ran a poll of experts, and I think 28 <laughs> of 30 picked De to win and the two that picked me didn't like the girl. They didn't think I was going to win <laughs> so uh, you know he uh, he, he, was, he was it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to win uh, and I went and I shocked a lot of people you know I fought on on a Frank Warren show and I wasn't working with Frank and he was so James yeah. was the hometown fighter he was the A side of the card Uh and I went out there, shocked a lot of people, which was uh, was lovely because uh, everyone wanted me to win. Just no one thought I could. You know, so, uh, it was good to, to shock a lot of people that night, and uh, especially James. Uh, one of my, one of my greatest moments is uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. announcing the announcing the fight. He keeps the suspense going. he Falls poor James. who he fixes one. He goes to celebrate, and he has to quickly recant. And he steps back, and then obviously I, I get the nod. So uh, have a great night for me.
1: I think it's sad to say a lot of fight fans will recognise you as being an incredibly mentally tough competitor all the things that you've been through to get to where you ended up getting to is probably one of your biggest strengths but was that night against James one of those that maybe just confirms your own personal thought process that you are the top Oh uh,
0: yeah you know like um, I, uh, I I, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to beat James to get off, you know uh, not for one second you know and uh, he, it almost infuriated me that no one else, you know, was on. Was on. Could, could Nobody's could, could on your page. I've already beat like, <laughs> him. But it um, was. It was a, a real. Where do you think? Where do you, where
1: does that come from? Where does that mental toughness come from? What does that confidence and that belief in yourself come from? Uh, uh, because everybody I, I, has I, a. Ch- yeah, everybody has I, a little I, chink every yeah, now and again, I, don't they? Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, I think. I think it can be. It can be engineered. Like I don't think it's sort of. You're born with it, you know. You 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 can you can become that become that person. You know. You you just you know it. If if you're if you're sure of it, it's uh there's no there's no reason to uh to uh deviate from from that thought process. You know. Like prepare correctly. Make sure everything is as, as 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 perfected as it possibly can, and then you go out there and get the job done. You know. Mm. Uh, and at that stage of my career, that that was what I thought was the only thing that sort of mattered. Was like who wanted it more you know, as my career went on and realised that actually you know, that doesn't always play the part but um, in terms of having someone's number you know I, unfortunately for James I've got his number like mm. I I'll always beat him uh, I know I know, I know, how to beat him so it's one of those things
1: Were you not tempted to go again?
0: No you know I, I uh, maybe rightly or wrongly I don't know but uh, i take I take pride in the fact that i 've retired FA <laughs> and there 's a bit more there's, 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 you 're not going to the, the gal fights out there, but fighting for fighting 's sake never really made much sense to me um, you know obviously if, if uh, there's need be if it was a road back to something which it would not be for me you know f- fight for fight 's sake right now mm. if i had if you know if I had won the super series and you know, it was one more big blowout, and then actually we could do Wembley Stadium, like unfinished on a massive win. Let's do that. But coming off a loss, a fight for a fight's sake just makes no sense to me. Mm. I'd let I'd leave that to James. <laughs> he can fight you, man. I hope for the best.
1: What, one of my favourite stories about you, and you, hopefully you'll shed some light whether it's true or not. Uh, it was in boxing news. Elliot Worsall wrote about it, and it's about the time that you went over to America and went to the Mayweather gym, just rocked up. I basically challenged every man and his dog that were in there, no matter what the weight was. Yeah,
0: well, you know, it was... Again, that
1: resonates with me regarding the belief thing of you, just going, I've no idea who these guys are, let's have it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I always took that mantra, especially when I went to the States, which wasn't it wasn't always the best idea, because they're not bad fighters out there. They so <laughs> show up, and it was, whenever it's Vegas or that sort of west, west coast, I, I can't travel so well. You know I mean, I, I jet-lagged, knackered, I've usually... Uh, I carried the weight, so I swell on the flight, and plus I've probably eaten like you know all the free meals and everything else. So, <laughs> got out, land in Vegas. Uh, I think it was it was a quick weekend. So I thought right, we've got to get to the gym tomorrow morning because otherwise we're leaving the next day, so we're going to run out of time. I was over there to watch some boxing, so uh, I was sitting up because you can't sleep, and I think someone was having a beer. So I said, yeah, I'll have one. I'll make it as hard as possible. So we had a had a beer and then went to bed. Got up. We went down there, no clue what we were really doing. It was as, as you weren't as booked as we were. in or
1: anything, were you? No, you no, I didn't know,
0: I just, I, much like many boxing gyms, they're not like there's not much scheduling going on. You just sort of wing it and hope up. So we was, was hanging outside there for, a, it felt like forever. I think it was only about an hour, but it felt like hours on end. Went in there, I said, yeah, anyone to spa? And uh, <laughs> anybody was, fancy or not? You're, you're half eyeing up people. You know, like at that point, you you are still jet lagged. You're half dazed, so everyone looks. Plausible, thinking oh, he looks about my weight. I'll have, I'll have a bit of him. But he come back now. Nah, he's a heavyweight. He's like 130 kilos. I was like, really? How far away is he standing? Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. So they, they finally, they finally got me somewhere. We did a few rounds. Because you've done a few rounds, then all of a sudden. I had I had offers for sparring. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, Oh, he's 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 alright, he is or oh, 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 fancy a fancy bit of that Because out there I think everyone's just literally on the hustle and like unless you're gonna pay them for sparring they're not interested. I might have even paid that kid that day, so that's why I got so many requests after. But I was like Man, I'm going home in about eight hours, it's not gonna happen.
1: So, but it's quite an intimidating gym isn't it like they all get, gather round they're all banging on the well that's what I thought, what I thought, thought it was going to be
0: but it wasn't quite like that but it's intimidating anyway because you know it's a busy, it was a busy gym everyone speaks with with an American accent and you never quite know who's who so uh, you know in, in the, the pro gyms over here most of the time Pro fighter, you know, one trainer lab four pro, pro four yeah, or five yeah, pro yeah, fighters yeah. out there. One pro fighter's got four or five trainers, so the gym is absolutely Mobs and there's loads of screaming and shouting going on. But you don't really know who's in control and who, what's going on. But yeah, there was a, it was a, it was a it was it was a good experience. Got out of there, sparred all right. Uh,
1: would would rather have got a few more rounds in, but. Uh, Elliot wrote a nice story out of it, so it's a, it's a great story, mate. Great story. <laughs> uh, we spoke about one of your rivalries, James. We've got to speak about the other one uh, in Carl. This one didn't necessarily go your way, but I want to talk about that first fight because I still—I don't know about you, but I still have that feeling of of unjust <laughs> about, about, about that fight, you know? Because I was there in Manchester. You put him down in that first round, and it was on. It was on.
0: Yeah, no, it, was, it was a big fight. A big fight for me. I had a lot going on at the time. I had. Uh, split without a booth and I'd sort of sort of gone it alone. Um, that that relationship was sort of, was absolutely dead. So it was like, right, well I've still got this world title for I'm not gonna blow it. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go it alone as such. So I, I sort of recruited uh, a makeshift team. We got together, we, we uh I got myself in great shape, you know I was I was I was I was I was, I was Focused. I was driven. I was, you know, I, I had clear intentions of, you know, going out there and, and becoming world champion, uh, fearless again, and a uh, massive underdog again. And I shocked a lot of people that night. You know, I didn't obviously didn't go my way, but um, you know, we we came pretty close. And Cole Forge, to his to his to his credit was uh, was toughed it out that night, hung in there, and obviously got he got a fortunate he got a fortunate stoppage in my eyes. But you know, uh, it was it was a great fight, and it catapulted you know me to. Uh, the highest level to, mm. to, to going on to, to make history you know in the rematch you know uh, with the magnitude of, of that fight so uh, you know both fights never went my way uh, one unjust one definitely just <laughs> but uh, at the same time you know no no regrets as such because um, you know I set myself up for that I set myself up for for, for a grand opening or a grand failing and uh, you know I took my eye off, off the ball as such for a split second and uh paid the ultimate price as I say you know we talked about earlier about James again, about having numbers and you know you always always knowing you're going to beat someone uh, sometimes things get taken out of your hand that, that that night in the rematch it wasn't about for me it wasn't about who wanted it more or you know anything like that it was like you play the ultimate price if you, uh, if you make a mistake mm. at, at the highest level with that much uh, you know on the line and that much attention but it's also just another huge thing to contend with and overcome and make me a, a stronger person and a you know probably a better
1: fighter for him. Mm. You know? so I want I want to talk about the mental aspect of that in a minute, but you just mentioned Adam there and obviously the split. Do you do you think if you'd have stayed with Adam, you'd have won that first fight?
0: Well, you know, I think Adam, Adam's an exceptional coach without a shadow of a doubt. But our working relationship, our relationship in general, was was that was that was at its end and, um, you know he i'm sure he'll say the same about me so i feel liable but he, he, was, he was he was impossible to, to 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 put up with and uh i made a made a made a plan way before we actually split that i'll put up with him for as long as i possibly can knowing that it's gonna end you know at some point ideally it didn't need to end like 10 weeks before uh you know biggest the first fight, life, the title yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh but it did and uh um, and it just, it, you know, it just showed me that, you know, the way he behaved after uh, in the build-up to that first fight was just uh, ultimately the right decision for me to do. You know, if, if 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 we were getting on, and everything was as good as it could be, I believe, yeah, definitely, I would have got the right instructions from him on Fight Night, or or he would have had some sort of insight, or he would have had someone with him, because he was, to his credit, he knew when he was lacking a bit, you know, because at the time when I was working with him he only really had success with, with uh, David Hay so he would bring in ad hoc coaches from time to time one of them was Paddy Fitzpatrick who I ended up working with um, just have a second opinion to bounce back off and uh, yeah may- maybe maybe that first fight would have gone the other way but
1: maybe not maybe that was my fate <laughs> The um, again going back to the mental strength that you've had there that knockout at Wembley it was devastating and obviously you know what fans are like? They like to jump on memes, they like to jump on GIFs and send stuff around social media and all that type of thing. To deal with that and come back stronger takes a special type of human being. Did at any point where you think to yourself, I might not become a world champion?
0: Uh at that point definitely not, you know, because I was um, I was still caught up in it. You know, it was a whirlwind after the first fight of of the build up of the you know, just of I was I was in my element, you know, I was I was I was Salesman, I was a fighter, I was this, I was that. You know, I was able to really uh, indulge my creative side, you know, whether that be the ideas of Rubik's Cubes. And I was putting together, <laughs> a, I had a comic book design. Was I the bus ideas. your idea? bus was my idea, yeah, man. by Duncan over <laughs> in the corner. So it was TFL's year of the bus. So I thought this is a great idea. We did a bus tour from Stanford Bridge to Wembley. Uh, most was moment of my life being on that bus. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> surreal. We are picking up anyone, anyone who fans the journey on the way, give them a free t shirt. Pieces. It was it was brilliant, and you know it, that man, was the like
1: entra- the entrance at Wembley on the bus was just something else. So we had it? to
0: fight tooth and nail to get that bus <laughs> in. <I don't> know <laughs> what I mean. but they can't health and safety. We don't care about health and safety. We don't care about that. We got the bus in. We had fire breathers. We had, we had this. <laughs> we had that. We had the lot of uh, Underdog. I was like, this is this. Is no you can't beat it. It's and like
1: then, WWE then, wrestling, man. Right? That, that coming was my in.
0: dream. That was what I thought. I thought. Uh, you know I, I thought we're going to Reinvent boxing And we're going to Bring it to the next level And say I was Indulging my creative side More than ever I was like it's going to be Fantastic This was That one. That was just the The, the, the You know Just the, That was just the, the, the start The you, start you, you of you what had, more had to come Oh well, I had to win first So then so <laughs> everything got Every got put After that But yeah You know I Boxing ultimately was for me always going to be about entertainment, entertainment in the ring, but also entertainment out of it. Yeah. You know, and let's be a little bit different. Let's have fun along the way, and let's obviously try and be creative. How can we be a bit different? You know, and there was ideas that I have pitched that have actually even have even ended up, you know, being that case. Okay, so uh, every time I see um, Rob Beckett and that, I say, mate, you know, you, know you do a lot of that sky. And stuff now I pitched that Four years Before you got <laughs> that gig You know that I was trying to get that Over the line For the front stuff But Yeah I Lost instead But um Yeah as I say it, You know it Made history it was, it was brilliant And off the back Of that loss mm. You know My career continued And I know that You know I, if, it, if it was If it was just A run of the mill fight And I'd lost Then My re- uh, my, my climb back t- To the top Would have been uh, You know A much steeper Long journey But a,
1: but a lot don't climb back. That's what. That's the point I'm trying to make. Obviously, and then you've had the Badu Jack fight. Yeah. So you go to that fight there, and again, that's a fight that I think that you, you could have won. It was in your hands, and it just didn't necessarily go your way. With yeah. that split decision loss. So yeah, I mean, ba- Badu Jack. So I mean, it was, I think it was 15 months after the
0: the Wembley loss, and I had yeah. three fights in 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 that time. That being the third fight, and you know, so that what came like thick and fast. You know, like that was, and I. I describe it now as you know i felt i was a world champion just didn't have i felt i was a world champion after the first fight didn't have my belt i thought i was a world champion after the second fight and you know but i don't know what it just got lost in the mail or something <laughs> like that. so now you just you need to just just hurry up and just win a world title and then we'll be back on track we are back on the path we we were supposed to be on you know stop messing around on this detour um, on the bus Yeah on the, I was literally <laughs> on the bus <laughs> Making wrong stops You know I was on the night bus he was going <laughs> nowhere You know so The drunken yobbos And that But yeah, I fell asleep on the night bus And I missed my stop <laughs> So I fell asleep uh, Almost literally Against Baddy Jack got dropped in the first round Got up And um, Smudged my way to a, a A split 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 decision loss on reflection obviously at the time i was being told you're you're cruising it don't worry watching it back it was close i was never going to get that decision you know against a mayweather fire yeah. in vegas on a mayweather undercard so um demoralizing for me but again like you know that sense of keep going you know kicks in you know that uh so what felt like an eternity to to work out you know what's next um at, at that, that point can i come back well at i'm gonna point, say at, at that, that point, point you're thinking At that point you're thinking right um I'm gonna open a coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? I don't know much about it, but I like coffee. That seems like a lot less stress. And then I am thinking uh, well, where am I gonna do it? You know, this actually, nah. Let's let's I think what I need, let's let's like restart, re- reload, rebuild, re-, re you know let's take let's take it back Strip to it bare all. Bus, but- yeah, and have a look and, and actually make some some real choices. So, you know, um, I sat down with like literally the, the day after the Baddy Jack fight. I sat down with uh, Paddy in the hotel room before we got on the plane. I said, uh, "That's it now. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm going to box anymore." But thank you for your time. Like I, I appreciate everything you've done. Thank you for coming out here and uh, like the part ways. Obviously amicably, and, uh mm-hmm. uh And then I wasn't sure if I was going to box, but literally within a few weeks, you, you realise, well, actually, now nah, You know, you, you make quick, uh, quick decisions, and uh, as. Played the field a little bit Had a look about So he was about But then once um, By then I had a lot of respect for Shane Which is uh, It just seemed to gel so good And I come in You know I come to his gym He was in Wandsworth And like By then I had uh, I had a little boy You know I, I was really settled in In London And the decision to Leave London Was a possibility But not one That I really fancied doing Yeah So I was sort of Hoping that Shane Would be a good fit But I walked into his gym And instantly Just thought yeah, you're on my wavelength because he had this bit of equipment, or he had this, you know, that, and all, it was literally what coffee? I wanted. Coffee, coffee. I think I met him in a coffee shop, literally around <laughs> the corner, butcher and grill before we did, so thought, and, and he was drinking coffee every day. Then and I thought, ah, he's all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was anti coffee, but now I'm in. And yeah, Cole Frampton in the gym, and he, yeah. he just started working with David Hay, and I was like, right, now I want to be around winners, you know. This this guy, you know, he's he's the son of Baron Mcgrigan, you know, who's been. You know, ambassador for the sport forever. They're doing fantastic things with Cole Frampton, and um, he had a stable full of young fighters, hungry fighters, which is what I wanted to be around. Um, unbeaten fighters, as well as like the familiarity. If I'm honest, of David Hay, who I knew. Yeah. If David Hay thought he was okay, he was just that that niceness. Even though. I'm not sure if i would trust david a's judgment in most things but um at that point that familiarity was nice you know and i thought oh it's okay and i never saw david he took sort of trained in his own gym and i trained at shane's but still i just knew we had an instant connection with him um he was on my way he backed me and um yeah we hit the ground running because we, we we had our first fight i think within seven weeks of working mm. together which is a r- real quick turnaround yeah, for yeah. a fighter but we started off at the right level you know we we, we built our way in you know, we took we took the bad money. We took the the last date shows. We were supporting act for Joshua at times. You know, which, you know, it's It's a fall from grace. You know, he fought on the cards, and now I'm fighting on his. And don't don't get me wrong. He's f- he's doing a fantastic. Job. I mean, he's he's the only one sided pay per view fighter in this country there is, and probably will be. Mm-hmm. So there's no disgrace in being there. But just from personal point of view, it's like that fall from grace. Yeah. You have got to be willing to take, push on, press on. Um, even winning my world titles on a Kelbrook undercard, um, but that didn't matter. It was about becoming world champion, fulfilling that dream.
1: Special night, that job, not, Yeah, a special, special night. night. And then when when nice when sport. you've got Chudanov going in that fight, what's going on in your head? Because you've got him going and you're emptying the tank. What, yeah. you think, what are you thinking? Well, are you thinking, come on, mate, just, go over. Go, yeah, just well, <laughs> go over, just go over. He's not, he's, he's not going to go down.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'd walk the. You know, way back when I fought Kenny Anderson, uh, and I uh, and I was exhausted from the get-go because I probably had like uh, an illness before the fight, which I was you know, ignorant to back then because you're unbeaten and you're only 22 or whatever. Uh, but I was just knackered, and then that fear of emptying the tank has always been there. So I've always been that that semi-calculated, but at the same time, been through fights where I've had people like Cole Frotch on the hook and I haven't got rid of them. So at that point, off nipper tuck fight it's much harder than i actually thought it was going to be he was much better than he looks on tv Mm. he hits harder he's physically stronger and tough he's a tough kid super strong like uh, he was absorbing the shots and but i was landing them which was the comforting thing i think if i wasn't able to land the shots he was taking on the arm gloves then you know anxiety might kicked in but i was landing the shots the body shot they were having an effect but he just seemed to have a fantastic recovery (laughs) broke my jaw <laughs> I had a big cut over I think it was the left eye blood point in my eye and I never ever dabbed away at the eye because mm. um, you just give an excuse for the referee to pull you to one side and have a look but that, even that fight I couldn't see nothing I was like oh well he's, he's too dangerous I can't let him swing away and I can't see him I think come the fifth round the fifth round was better and I felt like I was just starting to get yeah. engaged on the fight sixth round sharp right hand sort of momentarily stuns him and then, yeah, it's just let your hands go. And for me, which was the great thing, was that at that point I would experienced an example when I got Carl Frotch going, it's right hand, right hand, right hand, run, trigger happy with the right hand with off You know, i put it together. It's like a Hollywood movie because I'm hitting with left hooks, uppercuts, this one, that one, literally every shot in the book. And uh, The sink went in. Wait, you wait, wait for it to go. <laughs> at one point, he sort of falls into me. I look at the ref. I was like... What do you reckon? Couple <laughs> <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, obviously, don't no tell. He pulled away, back, right. <laughs> Job done. And um, you know the lads they put put together like a, and a few a few other guys on online. You see, the difference now. You know, uh, then I think I was twenty eight. Then the fourth attempt. The uh, the atmosphere in the change room after it's just like,
1: oh well. <sighs> do you know something? <laughs> I, I remember watching your post fight interview. In you were in the ring still, and you'd just been crown world champion. And it was like the weight of the world had been lift, lifted yeah. off your shoulders. Yeah. You know, it's... You, you look like a totally different guy.
0: I mean, I was, I was exhausted, but not just from the punching <laughs> and the broken jaw and the rest of it, just from the relief to the pressure that came off the shoulders, just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to... I've done it. I'm numb from this, you know, I'm Absolutely. just going to enjoy this for a little bit. I don't really know what to do now, because all I've known is... The chase, like I've been on the chase, the chase, the chase for like forever. It feels like so now I've got it. It's like let's just have a break, shall we? Can't wait to get into bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, off the back of that world boxing super series, you know how it all played out. What I want to ask you is, what's next? Because all that mental toughness has to be put to good use elsewhere, doesn't it? You know, oh, yeah, you maybe know, like, motivational speaking or something like that.
0: Yeah, so I put that like in a statement. I'd, I'd like to. I'd always want to have some something to do you know, luckily you know, I wasn't forced out of the sport, I've chose to leave the sport and I don't need anything to fall back on I now want something to pursue as I say, so you know, motivational speaking, public public talking you know, stuff like that. You're going uh, to have to
1: mate, because your missus is going to kick you out of your house at some yeah, point is, it's you really know I mean? you're going to be under a fee, you're
0: going to be all over them you've know? you got to go and do something <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that is something that I've been sort of uh, indulging lately uh, I've been meeting up with some guys I've got some bookings as well you know so i you going to give it a go but like me I want to I wanna be the greatest I want to be really good at it you know I want to nail it I've got some stuff but you know it's, are you going to come in on the bus? yeah well <laughs> no because that's been done we've got like, much better net lined up it's kind of the 2019 we'll have uh, something something better I mean, it could be no, I'm not <laughs> Don't it reveal that it good. yet, mate. <laughs> Don't reveal it. Keep it on your app. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, you know, like, uh, motivational speakers, it's a, it's, a hard, it's a hard phrase for me to sort of get over, like, um, uh, because, you know, I ain't got a PhD. Like, well, how, do I, how, do I, how do I tell someone about my You've got a PhD made. in life,
1: though. But, You've been there and done but, it.
0: Yeah, you know, like, hopefully, you know, even from the feedback I got, you know, over the last day since, since analysis, saying, it's announced, people like, up, saying, oh, you inspired me to do this. And I'm hoping that... Tell people stories and uh, and it might inspire them to to go on and do something great that they what well, I'm and I'm about doing. You mm. know? So you know I'll have to stay in the sport as well. You know I'll be I'll be covering fights if they ever ask me to radio, TV. You know, Absolutely, guys. If you ever want me, and, uh, <laughs> you know, as well as um, Wasserman who we're in now with. You know, they started taking care of fighters. They took care of me commercially to start with. Help me earn money without getting punched in the face, which was uh, you know absolute, a good thing, absolutely a good thing. Yeah, and, um, and but now that you know they are taking much more of a, uh, a proper management role, uh, which they did for me as well at the end of my career. You know that they negotiated my contracts for the world boxing series. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come come down here and um, start. Uh, Wisdom, <laughs> or at least hope to, one, and one. hopefully took some. You know, they got they got a whole host of fighters at all different levels. You know, and I hope now we can go and make us like a real a mm. real big success, and, and you know, bring bring on some some, some of the new talent, and uh, you know, help help fighters achieve their dream of becoming you know, world champions.
1: I'm sure they will. Were you in the corner, mate? Just just one final thing, and I think a lot of people picked up on this when you at me yesterday. Just your words towards Eddie Gutnick, which was absolutely sensational. You must for. This is a very tough business, as we know. It is a very, very tough business. And for you to say those things, and obviously still hold him in your heart off the back of the fight that you had, it says a lot about you as a character.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's. Um, you know, when I when when we box, I uh, had my first son, my wife, my childhood sweetheart. Actually, uh, I think my boy was. Less than six months old All of a sudden I become soft Do you know what I mean And uh That's what know, happens When you have kids Yeah exactly You know I was waiting for that like, Dad strength to kick in But I just got <laughs> soft instead I was like Ah oh. And I obviously had the, the good neck fight And then he, he felt ill after Which was just Just really brought it to home That like You know My 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 priorities had changed My perspective had changed You know And it's It's Life in general But boxing in particular is, is, is Can be a dangerous sport And uh I sort of felt like Even then Like i uh, get a move on now mate because you know you're not ready to leave yet but your days are as I say your days are numbered um, so maybe even since way back then I, I only wanted to box for as long as it felt necessary and uh you know um, it's, it's, it's a sad brutal sport but he's uh, you know uh, thanks for the fun man oh, thank you thanks so for the fun thanks for your time thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes